You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. Now, before you go, we're going to do the lightning round. The lightning round, okay? <laughs> That's essentially the entire interview we just now did. Now for 50 bonus points. Yeah, right. for 50 Go bonus on. points, we're going to do the whole interview in about three and a half minutes. All right. The new book by Bessel van der Kolk is The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. Could you read to me from the book, Bessel? One does not have to be a combat soldier or visit a refugee camp in Syria or the Congo to encounter trauma. Trauma happens to us, our friends, our families, and our neighbors. Research by the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention has shown that one out of five Americans was sexually molested as a child. One in four was beaten by a parent to the point of a mark being left on their bodies. One in three couples engages in physical violence. A quarter of us grew up with alcoholic relatives, and one out of eight witnessed their mothers being beaten or hit. As human beings, we belong to an extremely resilient species. Since time immemorial, we have rebounded from our relentless wars, countless disasters, both natural and man-made, and the violence and betrayal in our own lives. But traumatic experiences do leave traces, whether on a large scale, on our histories and cultures, or close to home, on our families, with dark secrets being imperceptibly passed down through generations. They also leave traces on our minds and emotions, on our capacity for joy and intimacy, and even on our biology and immune systems. Bessel, this is a fascinating look at trauma, and one of the things that strikes me about it is that you do a great job of showing how trauma transforms not just our minds, but our biologies and our memories. Talk about your journey discovering how trauma does this. Well, there were some important milestones. And much of the milestones have to do with learning about the brain. And that was new, because people have talked about trauma for at least 150 years, but being able to see what happens in the brain really helped us to understand certain things. And so the first thing that became clear is that a part of the brain called the amygdala, um, sort of the meaning slash danger detector in the brain, the smoke detector, as I call it, gets changed, and you become very sensitive to those smoke signals, and that you can do certain things to dampen the smoke system of the brain so you don't keep overreacting to the world around you. Um, the other big event was our first neuroimaging of traumatized human beings that showed that the part of our brain that is rational and reasonable and that has language tends to shut down when people start reliving and re-experience their trauma. So you cannot really rely on reason and insight to take care of that issue. Um, the third big milestone was learning this very strange treatment called EMDR, uh, where you uh, basically ask people to track your fingers where you move them from side to side uh, as they call up the memories or the images, the sounds, the sensations, uh, the thoughts they had back then when it happened, and to discover, as we did, 
that with these eye movements, the memories become memories. That when it's over, uh, very oftentimes people can say, yeah, a terrible thing happened to me back then, but today is October 2014, and I'm liberated from it. It just is a nasty experience that I had a long time ago. And so for me, uh, seeing how effective this seemingly bizarre treatment was where you move people's eyes from side to side made me very curious about getting away from the drug and yacking paradigm that has always um, been dominant in our culture and to see how you can heal people without necessarily using language as the primary modality and without using drugs as the other primary modality. And so that's how we got to learn about movement, got to know about breathing, got to know about touch, got to know about embodying different roles in your lives, like playing theater and being somebody different from who you ordinarily are. And so all every step along the way, um, we have been informed by this amazing neuroscience of evolution that we all have been part of in one form or another, where uh, many people, and I to a very small degree myself, uh, have learned what happens in the brain when you're traumatized and what happens in the brain when you get people to feel safe and to feel calm again and to be in the moment and how certain things of do, doing with yourself like um, doing meditation, prayer, uh, being very deeply attentive to yourself actually builds up the region of your brain that helps you to be more in control and more reflective. Now, I, I'd like you to talk about a man whose work uh, is in constant debate, uh, but a work that we've forgotten, Charles Darwin. Yes, yes, Charles Darwin. Just he, he, he got a lot of it. And uh, what Charles Darwin, with his very limited means at his disposal, discovered back in 1872, is that our brain is wired to communicate our emotions to each other automatically, and that the functions of emotions is to determine the distance between organisms. So when you look scared, I either will walk out of the room or I'll move a little closer if I feel comfortable enough and put my hands on your shoulder. But I'll do something in response to that. If you growl at me, I'm going to move my chair back. If you smile at me, I may just get a little closer to you and give you a hug sooner or later. And so emotions are there to gauge our distance. And as Darwin so very beautifully points out, that the function of our brains is a social function to help us to get along with each other and to make ourselves fa safe or dominant in troops. Um, that is really what our work is based on, on the continuation of that understanding that our brains are social brains and when you get mentally disturbed, it always affects your relationship with other people. I've been speaking with Bessel van der Kolk. His new book is The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. Thank you for joining me, Bessel. Thank you. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.